Hey, grown-ups! We are so incredibly grateful to you for listening to Story Pirates. Season 6 was really, really fun to make, and we're so excited for Season 7 right around the corner. To help us make the Story Pirates podcast the best it can be, we've created a short survey for our listeners, and we'd really, really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes to fill it out. You'll be able to tell us what you like about the Story Pirates podcast and what you'd like to see us do in the future. To fill it out, just go to realm.fm slash kids. That's realm, spelled R-E-A-L-M, dot F-M slash kids. And as a thank you, everyone who fills it out can enter to win a prize pack from a whole bunch of different kids' podcasts, including Story Pirates! Pretty cool. Again, that website is realm.fm slash kids. Thank you. Now back to the show. Hey, grownups. If you're a fan of comedy, there's a brand new podcast from our friend Justin Bartha that I wanted to tell you about. You may remember Justin from episode seven this season. He's the treasure hunter at the Met. And as you heard a seriously funny actor. Justin's show is called King of the Egg Cream. And in addition to Justin, it has just the most incredible cast. Again, this show's just for grownups and probably older kids. Grownups, you can take a listen yourself and see what you think. But if you're a fan of hilarious stuff and well-told stories, you will probably like King of the Egg Cream. Here's a taste. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. Ready, Story Pirates? Ready! Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four... get sick of the feeling of taking off into space. And I definitely feel sick from taking off. Story pirates, stop complaining and look outside. Whoa. Wow, it's beautiful out there. I think I can see my house. No, Peter, you can't. Okay, I can't. So what do we do now? Oh, follow me. This way, for your orientation. Orientation. Okay. Hey. Okay. Not so bad. Oh, oh hallway. Okay. Do we always have this nice white hallway lined with doors on both sides that probably lead to fancy rooms and labs? No. Ah, here we are, through this door. Whoa! Whoa! Whoa did we always have a state-of-the-art screening room? <laughs> no. I've changed a lot of things around here. This place was disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was very disgusting. It was bad. Mm-hmm. I put together this video to watch. Welcome you to space. Enjoy. Welcome to space. Hi, I'm Nimini. You might recognize me from before when I took over your ship <laughs> or from standing right in front of you now. I'll be your captain. You might be feeling a little different up here without gravity or sunlight, millions of light years away from everyone you know and love with no return date in sight. Okay, this doesn't feel very welcoming. Shh, I'm watching a movie. But there's so much to love 
about outer space that soon you'll be asking Earth who? <laughs> <laughs> I like space. This is going to be fun. Hey, what's that big ship out there doing? Incoming communication. Howdy, new ship. This is the Intergalactic Space Friends Alliance. We are coming aboard. Hope you're all are ready for a party. Oh no, oh no, oh no. I forgot about the Space Friends Alliance. They're gonna wanna welcome you to space. This sounds fun. What could go wrong? Oh, we have gifts for you. And if you don't have gifts for us, that would be, well, a huge faux pas, really. An epic failure, an error, the consequences of which would ripple through time and space for eternity. See you in a GIF. Whoops. I love story I like my story. <laughs> Don't write for other people, just write for yourself. Just go for the imagination. This is weird. You know that you have really good things to say. Sheep, get out of here. We're trying to finish a story. Pirates. Welcome back to the Story Pirates Podcast, everyone, where we take stories written by kids and turn them into sketch comedy and songs. Oh, I can't believe I forgot about the Space Friends Alliance. If they don't get gifts, they're going to be furious. But we have nothing to give them. I know. Oh, I know. Maybe we should just do a story and think about this later. Putting off the problem. I love it. Okay, listeners, our first story was written by two brothers, and it's about the most important adventure any person or sea creature could ever go on. The adventure to find a friend. Here are the authors to introduce it. Hi, my name is Clyde. Hi, my name is Silas. I'm nine years old. And I'm seven years old. And And we we live live in California. And this is our story, Glowing a Friend Adventure. Once there was a whale named Glowy. Hi. He lived in a luxury cave mansion. Sweet. He was always happy eating krill pot roasts and playing his fish station four in single player mode. Pew, 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 pew. But one day the whale named Glowy. That's me. Was cleaning his ginormous bathtub. Cause I'm a whale. When he suddenly realized despite the size of his cave, he felt small and alone. Aww. He swam through every room and he felt something was missing. He swam through every room and he said, Something is missing. A friend, friend. that's what I need. A friend. Someone to share my luxury cave mansion with me. A friend, friend. that's what I need. A friend. So he decided to search the sea. Swam out the double doors when he found a sea urchin chilling on the ocean floor. Will you be my friend? Asked Glowy. Eek! Said the sea urchin. He was scared of Glowy's size. Glowy said, Oh well, that's fine. I'm off to find a friend. That's what I need. Someone to share my luxury cave mansion with me. A friend. That's what I need. 
squealed the fish. He was afraid of Glowy's booming voice. And Glowy said, This is harder than I thought. I hope by now I would have caught a friend. That's all I need. Somebody who isn't afraid of me. A friend. That would be sweet. Somebody who can live in my mansion with Glowy had nearly lost all hope when he changed his course and swam towards the North Pole. The North Pole. There he found a narwhal munching on krill, so he mustered up his courage and all his will. Can you be my friend? asked Glowy. Sure, said the narwhal. He wasn't scared of Glowy's booming voice or size. In fact, he said, Fishes often swim for me, frightened of the horn between my eyes. And Glowy said, I would never swim away. As your friend, I'm here to stay. Yeah! I finally found a friend. Wouldn't it wouldn't be sweet if you shared my luxury cave mansion with me. It would be sweet. I found a friend, and soon you will see all the fun we'll have together, you and me. We can make a grill pot roast on the stove and play my fish station more and multiplayer more. Cause we're friends, that's all we need. Somebody to cook with and play with and live with and stay with in the luxury cave mansion in the deep blue sea. with the author. So, Clive and Silas, I want to know what inspired you to write Glowy and the Friend Adventure? Well, I'm not the one who got the inspiration. I think it was your idea, right, Si? Yeah. Yeah, so can you tell them what your inspiration was? (laughs) I kind of made the name Glowy because it just came to me. And then what happened after that, Clive? I just started writing. Do you guys collaborate on stories a lot? Um, well, we never actually have collaborated on a story before. So this is our first time, and I'd say it's gone pretty well. <laughs> I would also say that I love the detail about how Glowy eats the krill pot roasts. For someone that might not know, can you tell them what krill is? Well, krill is this tiny kind of fish that um, most whales or whale sharks just, like, eat a bunch of it. (laughs) They swim around and start collecting them in their mouths and just chomp them. So I thought Glowy would probably like krill, too. (laughs) You guys wrote about narwhals, too. Yeah. I think probably a lot of listeners know what a narwhal is, but can you describe one? Yes. So it's just like a sort of small whale um, with a very long tooth or sometimes two. Well, it's very rare for two. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Wait, so it has a long tooth? Yeah. You might not know that it's a tooth when you first see it, right? So basically that big, long tusk thingy, 
Is it actually a tooth that they use to break ice? I didn't actually know that. I thought it was a horn. Yeah, well, it's a tooth. Doesn't that make it hard to eat? No, it has other teeth in its mouth, but that tooth is specifically for breaking ice. It's such a weird design for an animal. They evolved like that. Silas, what does that mean that they evolved like that? Evolving means that, like, really a long time ago, they were one thing. They had something that they didn't have now, and then they evolved to have it. What makes them evolve to have one thing or a different thing? Is there ever a reason? I'm pretty sure that the narwhal probably didn't have a big, long tooth, but then they couldn't get through the ice, and then probably some died. So then they, like, adapted to have that big, long tooth to break through the ice. Wow. Is there something about humans that is like an evolutionary trait that's sort of like the narwhal's tooth that you could think of? Well, yeah, so here's the thing. So, um, so you know why we have goosebumps? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard of goosebumps. Yeah, uh uh-huh. So basically how it works is that a long time ago, those apes, when they got, like, um, cold or, like, when they um, felt fear, they, like, puffed up more to, like, keep heat in and, like, look bigger and more scary. So we still have, like, goosebumps, so like maybe when we're cold, our body tries to trap heat in with those goosebumps. That's what goosebumps are? Yeah, pretty much. I had no idea. That's so cool. Clive, Silas, this has been so fun to talk to you today. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. Thank you for letting us perform your story. You're welcome. Bye. Bye bye. Wow, oh, that was that so well, hello, everyone. Ah! Whoa, did not mean to startle you. Sorry, just wanted to come aboard, welcome you all, and, uh, you know, exchange some gifts. Gifts? <laughs> yes, we have your gifts. Well, of course you do. <laughs> I mean, if you didn't, I would be extremely mad. Um, who knows what I would do, really? Uh, do you want your gifts now? Of course not. How gauche. First, I absolutely insist we have a dance party. Okay. okay. <laughs> Okay, that's enough dancing. Now it is time for gifts. I will present you with your gifts from the Alliance. To begin, behold, a quilted splorer for cold nights. A bottle of the finest gas from the planet Torgatron. Pairs great with a nice cauliflower steak. And here, a fallen star from the Beta 2 galaxy. And a gift card to the mall. Wow! (laughs) Well, that's all she wrote. What do you have for me? Oh, loads of things. Um, I have this pen for you. I see. Oh, yeah, and I brought you, um... This half-eaten bag of potato chips? Okay. I have this, uh, uh, screwdriver to give you. Interesting. And I made you a piece of paper. Okay. And I got you a jar of mustache wax. Hmm. I got you my autograph. (laughs) Here you go. Hmm. And I got you nothing. Siegfried, what are you doing? I see what's happening. You do? Yes. 
You didn't give me any gifts at all, and now you're trying to give me a bunch of old garbage you have lying around. Hey, my autograph is worth tens of cents. I won't stand for this. You come into my outer space without gifts for me? When I welcomed you with none other than a precious star? This is very disappointing. There will be consequences. <gasps> we'll be right back. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by DoorDash, where you can get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with DashPass, and new members get a 30-day free trial. Hey, Peter! Hey, Lee! What you doing? Just waiting for a delivery. Oh, that's cool. What are you getting? It's here! Thank you! Delicious sushi! Aren't you going to eat it now? Oh, no. I'm waiting for a delivery. I thought that was your delivery. Another delivery. It's here! Thank you! What's that delivery? Groceries. Uh, want help putting them away? Thanks, but not yet. I'm waiting for a delivery. Another delivery? It's here! Thank you! Peter, why are you getting- It's here! Thank you! This seems like a lot it's of- It's here! Thank you! Peter, why do you keep getting so many deliveries? It's too easy! I can't stop! Well, what's that delivery you just got? Oh, more sushi? Wow, I guess getting that many deliveries makes you hungry. You have no idea. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is brought to you by Paramount Pictures' new big-screen family comedy adventure, If. Set within the magical world of imaginary friends, If's fantastically fun, original story entertains audiences of all ages and delivers a comedy packed with lots of laughs and heart. If is in theaters May 17th. Personally, I'm looking forward to seeing If because of all the weird, wild, and funny characters. I saw the trailer, and there's this weird banana-looking character that you can only see in the trailer for like a second, but I'm obsessed. What's that guy's deal? I cannot wait to find out. Plus, if you know me, you know I like a stacked cast, and this one has got it all. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., and Steve Carell. Uh, A-list much? Not to mention that If also has my personal favorite actor of all time. That's right, Jon Stewart. I am excited to see this movie, not least of all, because I'd like to see and or hear Jon Stewart on the big screen. From visionary director John Krasinski, If is about a girl who discovers that she can see everyone's imaginary friends. It's the perfect movie to see with the whole family and takes audiences on a magical big screen adventure filled with heart and hilarious laughs that are meant to be shared. Best of all, If celebrates the power of a child's imagination, which, you know, sounds pretty good to me. See If in theaters May 17th. Please, we didn't mean anything by it. We just forgot. Forgot? 
You should know better. There's nothing more important to the Alliance than gifts. You have made a grave error here today. We didn't mean to. We've been traveling for so long and to so many different places, we didn't even know we'd be meeting you. Yeah, we've just been so focused on our mission. Your mission? Yes. <laughs> See, we're story pirates. We come from planet Earth. We take stories written by kids and turn them into sketch comedy and songs. But, but sketch comedies? Songs? Yes. We used to live in New York City, but Lee bought a ship on the internet and we set sail for the open seas. I was the captain of that ship, and I became an honorary story pirate. Once, I thought a seagull tried to steal my mustache, but I was wrong. We traveled far and wide, meeting sea creatures, learning to speak porpoise, and celebrating the words and ideas of kids everywhere we went. They crashed onto a deserted island where they met me, Siegfried. I helped them rebuild their ship and, using my Viking magic, helped it take off into the sky. We spent a whole season flying around the sky, meeting giant squirrels and conspiracy theorists. Until Lufa and I came along and brought them to space. We're just trying to get Lufa back to her home planet. Please let us complete our mission. Yeah, yeah please, please, please. Come, come on, come on. Won't you please? What a tale. Look, we promise it's all true. I'm sorry we don't have gifts, but, but you have to forgive us. This is a very slow clap. Yeah, I've never seen a clap this slow. Does he know how to clap? Can't you see? My slow clapping means you've just given me the greatest gift of all. We have? What gift? The gift of a great story. Your story. I love stories. You, you do? do? Of course. Who doesn't love a good story? I feel very happy with this gift. <sighs> Wait, what would you have done if we hadn't told you this great story? Oh, I don't know. I guess gossip about you to all of outer space and say mean stuff behind your back. Eh, it doesn't sound that bad. So, would you like to hear another story? <gasps> yes, please. All right. All right, listeners. This next story is about a character named Isabella who has a dream, a dream to become a doctor. But in order to live her dream, first, she's going to have to take a big chance. Here's the author to introduce it. Hi, my name is Isabella. I'm 10 years old, and I live in Maryland. This is my story. It is called The Big Chance. Future doctors! <laughs> Welcome to the Big Chance, the annual public test that people take to become doctors. As you all know, each future doctor will take their test one at a time by themselves, and it will be very clear when the test is over! <laughs> Possible doctors, make sure you've signed in and we will announce who's up first in just a moment. Wow, you guys, we're really here, the Big Chance! I I know, Isabella. We've worked so hard. I'm so excited. After all these years of studying and practicing my stitches on bananas, it's finally time for our big chance. I think I was born to be a doctor. I think I am the person to change the world in the industry of doctors. 
Well, 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 looky here. If it isn't all the medical students who will never be doctors. I see you never Dr. Lotus, <gasps> never Dr. Minchillo. How dare you? And never ever Dr. Luigi. Why I never. Whoa, rude. Who are you? Who, who am I? I am the one and only Dr. Philip Michelle Miguelito Choliotes. Uh, who? What are you doing here, Dr. Philip Michelle Miguelito Choliotes? I decided to swing by the big chance to see if there are any real doctors taking the test this year. But I can see it's just a bunch of not doctors wasting everyone's time. Maybe you all should call in sick. <laughs> wow, sounds like somebody needs to work on their bedside manner. Oh! I almost forgot you, Never Dr. Ruben, or should I say, Never Dr. Isabella Wella Umbrella? <gasps> oh, too far. You think a few stitches on a banana means you've got what it takes to be a real doctor, like me? I speak for all of us when I say we can't wait to become doctors. People need to start listening to us. We have knowledge, too. <laughs> the only thing you're qualified to do is pass out band-aids on the street. <gasps> Face it, you only get one chance to be a doctor, and you will never be a doctor, ever! See you never, not doctors, knockers. <laughs> Whoa, that guy wants to ruin our chances of becoming doctors. Don't let him get to you. You deserve this chance as much as anyone. You just have to believe in yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to announce who our first test taker of the day will be. First up for the big chance is... Isabella Rubin? Isabella, nice! Everyone who is not Isabella, clear the room and find a seat in the stands. Isabella, you sit here at this tiny desk in the middle of this enormous operating room. Good luck, Isabella. Yeah, you, got good luck. you got this. You got this. Thanks, Crush everyone. it. First up, the P-P-O-T-A-O-T-H-B, or the paper portion of the anatomy of the human body. Isabella, take your mark. Okay, Isabella, you got this. Nothing to be nervous about. It's just your dream, the thing that you want more than anything in the world. No biggie. Reminder, this test is a biggie. On your mark, get set. Go! Okay, first question. How much does the human skeleton weigh? Oh, that's easy. It's, uh, uh, wait. I thought I knew this. Ugh, Dr. Choliotes has gotten into my head. What if I don't pass? What if I'm a loser? No, I am not a loser. I will pass. I can do this. weighs as much as a car tire. Yeah! Time's up! Let's take a look at those answers and to help me, a surprise assistant test grader, Dr. Philip Michelle Miguelito Choliotel. Oh, who, me? <laughs> yes, me. Surprise! I've been watching you this whole time from the other side of that two-way mirror and now I'm gonna grade this test and see... Wait a minute. This can't be! Amazing! Isabella Rubin, you lost no points because you got them all right! Yeah! What? Well, anyone can get lucky. This isn't over yet, not Dr. Rubin. Way to go, Isabella! You, you got it. it. I'm yes, you got it. We now bring you to the verbal portion of the exam. 
I'm going to ask you a question, and you have to answer in under 10 seconds. Isabella, here is your question. A kid has hurt their arm. It is not bruised. It hurts the child a lot if you touch it, if she moves it, or if any weight touches it. What should you do? On your mark, get set, go! You ask what happened. Touch both arms to see if they feel the same and where it hurts the most. Then get an x-ray. If it is broken, then put a cast on it. Or if it needs surgery, then put a temporary cast on. If it is just a fracture, then put a cast or a brace. If it is a sprain, then put a brace on it. If it is a twist, put either ice or a brace on it. If it is a bruise, then put ice or a brace on it. And time! Folks, that thing means the verbal portion of the test is over and it's time for Dr. Choliotes and me to go tally up these scores. So, everyone, take five. And we're all going to leave the building, except for Isabella. You stay here. The test is definitely on pause and there definitely won't be any fake patients. Okay, bye! Great, time to relax. I'll just sit here alone in this big empty room full of medical equipment and... Help! Help! Are there any doctors in here? My name is Jack Teopo and I need a doctor. Stat! Stat? That means right now. I better call for a doctor. Hello? Hello? Are there any doctors in the house? Oh, no, no one's here. I'm the only person who can help. Jack Teopo, I can help you. I'm... Dr. Isabella Rubin. What seems to be the trouble? I hurt my arm because I was playing on a zip line in a place. I do not remember what the place is called, so don't ask. Got it. Jack Teopo, you can have a seat right here on this operating table. I'm just going to check your arm by moving it around. Does it hurt when I do this? No! How about this? Does it hurt when I press right here? And is this angle uncomfortable? And how's this? Doc, I think something's wrong with my arm. Let's see. I'm looking at your MRI scan and... I'm seeing a lot of bumps and things that shouldn't be there. Jack Teopo, I'm scheduling you for an emergency surgery today, right now. Emergency surgery? Great! Wait, just to confirm, you have done this before? Uh, I can help. I will do this. Invincible! Yeah! What? Everybody? Peter? Luigi? Test guy? What are you doing here? Oh, I see. This blackboard on the wall is another two-way mirror. Have you been watching me this whole time? Of course. And once he's awake, we'll know whether or not the surgery was a success. We just have to wait patiently for the anesthesia to wear off. This is the moment of truth. Jack Teo Poe, you've just woken up from surgery. How do you feel? I feel fine. Isabella Rubin, congratulations. You've passed the test. You're a doctor. I am? But I didn't even take the last part of the test. How could I have passed? Oh, Isabella. That was the last part of the test! <gasps> to be a great doctor, you have to know a lot of information, but the most important qualification is you have to care about people. You were there when someone needed help, and that's what being a doctor is all about. So, 
here to present you with your doctor suit is Dr. Philip Michelle Miguelito Choliotes. No, no. No, no. Hold your groans, please. I need to make amends. Isabella Rubin, I must admit I didn't think you had what it takes to be a doctor, but I can see now that I was wrong. Here is your doctor suit, your surgeon's clothing, and your medical license. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce to you for the very first time, Dr. Isabella Rubin. She passed. I passed. She did it. She was not nervous. Only a little. I am invincible. She is invincible. The end. And now Lee speaks with the author. Hello? Hey, Isabella, it's Lee from the Story Pirates. Hi. I'm excited to talk to you. I'm excited, too. Isabella, you wrote The Big Chance. It's so good. Thank you. How did you come up with that idea? I've always been interested in the human body since I was very young, and I thought it would be fun if I wrote a book about me becoming a doctor. I want to be a pediatric orthopedic surgeon. Whoa, what does that mean? Pediatric, which would be like working with kids, Orthopedic, which means like a a bone doctor, and then surgeon, which would be doing surgery. That's so cool. What do you know about what it takes to be a doctor in the real world? If you want to be a doctor, you, of course, have to be kind to the patients that you will be seeing. You have to know about the specific part of the body that you want to study. I believe that those are the two best qualities that you have to have. Kindness and knowledge. Why couldn't a doctor just be like, hey, get in here, I'll fix your bone, all right, get out of here. Well, if they do that, it would hurt the child's feelings, and no one wants to have hurt feelings when they need help. That's so true. Yeah. So, Isabella, in this story, Dr. Philip Michelle Miguelito Chiliotes tells the main character that they will never achieve their dream of becoming a doctor. Yeah. Has that ever happened to you in your life where somebody told you that you couldn't achieve your dream, even though you knew you could? Well, actually, yes, that has happened. I knew that it wasn't true because I knew that I can achieve my dreams that I want. Anyone can if they really put their mind to it. They could have been having a bad day. It says something more about them than it does about you. Yes. Have you ever felt frustrated that people weren't listening to you? Yes, I have. You know that you have really good things to say, but when people don't really listen to you and they ignore you, you just get really upset. And so what do you do about it when you feel that way? I take some deep breaths to help me, like, cope. Oh, that's so great. You take deep breaths. Yeah. Isabella, I was so inspired by the test in your story that I was wondering, can you ask me some quiz questions? Sure. How much does the human skeleton weigh? Oh, gosh, I don't know this one. I don't know. I'm just going to have to guess. Take a deep breath. A hundred pounds. No, it raised the exact same amount as one car tire. It's in my story. Oh, I should have known that then. (laughs) Can you ask me another question? Okay, let's see. If someone breaks their bone but they do not need surgery, what do you put on that part of the body? A, a cast. B, a splint, or C, a temporary cast. Okay, so it is broken, but you don't need surgery. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go with A, a cast. Correct. Yes! 
Oh, I did it. I did it. <laughs> wow. That felt good. Does this mean I'm a doctor now? Um, not yet. <laughs> okay. So I shouldn't take on any patients yet? Uh, no, but I believe in you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. Wow. This has been empowering. Yeah. Isabella, I think you're going to be an incredible doctor someday. Thank you. I really believe in you. Thank you. Thank you for calling me. You are so welcome. Bye. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. And a special thanks to today's authors, Clive, Silas, and Isabella. Before we go, here's today's story spark. Kids, write us a story about a character from your imagination who has a weird job. Tell us who your character is, what their job is, and why it's weird. What do they have to do every day at their weird job? Do they have a boss, co-workers, most of all, do they like their weird job? As always, grown-ups can submit stories at storypirates.com. See you next week. Bye-bye! The Story Pirates Podcast is a production of Gimlet Media. Executive producers, Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Lee Overtree, Sam Baer, M.R. Daniel, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, and Jonathan Roberts. Recording, sound design, and mixing by Sam Baer at the Relic Room in New York City. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord and produced by Brendan O'Grady. Our head writer is Rachel Winitsky, and our staff writer is Mike Cavallon. Contributing writers are Peter McNerney, Catherine Montesi, Megan O'Neill, and Lee Overtree. Special guest, Jeremy Sista. This episode features performances by Andrew Barbado, Matt Cox, Kalia Davis, Eric Gerson, Tara Halpern, Quentin Johnson, Rachel Kenny, April Laval, Peter McNerney, Anna Marr, Brendan O'Grady, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Dominic Russo, Peter Russo, Bill Schaefer, Jamie Watson, Ellen Winter, Rachel Winitsky, Nimini Ware, and Bowen Yang. Glowy and the Friend Adventure was written by Ellen Winter and produced by Brendan O'Grady with vocal arrangements by Ellen Winter and Jack Mitchell with vocal direction by Jack Mitchell. I Am Invincible was written by Catherine Montesi and arranged and produced by Eric Gerson. <sighs> My voice is a little tired today. You know... I could really go for a warm and cozy cup of tea. But the thing is, I never remember how much honey and how much milk to put in my tea. Is it a little bit of honey and a lot of milk or a little bit of milk and a lot of honey? I'll I'll never have this cup of tea. Wait a second. Come on, Lee. If Isabella can live her dream of being a doctor, I can live my dream of having tea. I drink tea. I can do this. I'll put in a lot of honey. I am invincible. Okay, open the fridge. And first take out the milk and put in a little milk. And then some honey. Uh, maybe a little more honey. Uh, a little more? Now to stir and taste. Ah.